morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, June 23rd, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Speaker Kevin McCarthy's long-term strategy. Number two, inside the latest DCCC poll. And number three, Biden economics, what the White House wants Congress to talk about over the two-week recess. All right, Jake, let's get into it this morning. Uh, I feel like this top really builds off a little bit of what we were talking about yesterday morning on the podcast. Looking at Speaker Kevin McCarthy and his long-term strategy, which is this. He has no long-term strategy. Uh, I think we've seen this over and over again since the California Republican became speaker in the dramatic 15 votes. Uh, You know, he's kind of just living every day, like just trying to get to the next one. Yeah. And by the way, part of that is human nature. And I think we mentioned this yesterday, right? Like, I I think a lot of people kind of exist just to just to get to the next day um, in in the sense that um, he's got a tough job and he's got to figure out how to get past each day and 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 uh, uh, get to the next day. Um, And, you know, I yesterday he came off the floor and I said to him, you got anything to say or I don't remember what I said exactly, but something that, you know, stopped him. And he said, listen, we we got through this week. And I said, it seems like your long term strategy here is is, you know, is that there is no long term strategy. You just got to get through every week. And he said, every week you got to build you got to build on, you know, what you've done effectively. And he said uh, and, and he said, you know, in the beginning of the week, you think something is going to fail. Then we survive and we make it to the next week. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that's that's broadly right. I mean, it, it does ignore the fact that um, being speaker is really hard. And um, on top of that, he has um, obviously very, very many disparate factions that um, are uh, uh, at all times warring. And um, uh, when he makes decisions, it's basically like, you know what, I'll deal with that later. And, and frankly, that 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 is human nature, and and we sometimes for, we sometimes forget. I don't forget, but I think sometimes people forget. Politicians, even at a high level, are human beings that don't have any answers that we don't that that we don't that we have that we don't have rather right. Like it's not like they have some superpower. They need to figure out how to balance a lot of competing priorities, a lot of competing equities. Lot, members of Congress have lots of motivations, and and you know. I think that shows in McCarthy and it's it's not really a criticism as much as it is an acknowledgement of reality, right? That he has to do he has to do what he has to do to get through every week and he has to deal with the problems that we all know will arise, right? You he makes all he and all politicians make decisions and you're like, "Oh, we know how this is going to end up." And sometimes he just can't avoid that, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think uh it's in it's an important point to to look at, right? And just in terms of his leadership style, in terms of what's actually going to get accomplished here, though, without a long-term strategy, without a vision, without a, in these two years, I want to accomplish X and not just, hey, I just want to keep my job. You know, I, I think it will fundamentally will look back on his speakership and and it will be something to 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 look at to say okay he uh, he put some points in the board every week and and maybe that's the goal but it's a lot you know when you think about kind of historical figures in this role usually they have something that is an underpinning of their leadership in terms of what they legislatively want to get done yeah right? I, I think he i think he has that 
I I don't think it's I don't think it's like he doesn't have um, the you know a long term uh, uh, priority list. But you've been dealing with me a long time, Anna. Oftentimes, I I tell you I'll just deal with that later, and you're like, "You sure?" Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's can, true. That's very I can, true. <laughs> I can think in the last twenty four hours uh, <laughs> when you say, "Are you sure you're gonna wake up while we're on the West Coast for to do the morning newsletter?" I'm like, "Yeah, why not?" <laughs> and you you tell me I'll regret that, and I probably will, but I'll deal with that regret later. So politicians, Anna, they're just like. <laughs> All right. At the bottom of the top this morning, interestingly enough, also in McCarthy world, he and NRCC chair Richard Hudson will hand out more than $6 million in checks to the GOP's targeted members. McCarthy contributing $3.7 million to this effort, while another $2 million is from member to member contributions, which were collected by the entire leadership team. Of course, McCarthy has long been a huge fundraiser for House Republicans and continuing that over the recess. He's going to be in 15 cities in 14 days, uh, starting in New Jersey and New York this weekend before spending all of next week in Ohio for political and official events. Yep. Uh, uh, McCarthy uh, remarked to us during the debt limit debate um, that he had been in the Capitol for too long and he had he really needed to get back out and start and start uh, um, uh, fundraising again. And uh, he's going to be doing that. He's going to be doing these events. I mean, I think there's two parts to a speaker's job, um, as we saw, as we've seen with Nancy Pelosi, with Paul Ryan, with John Boehner, with Kevin McCarthy, that it's it's controlling the capital and it is um, uh, raising money and doing things for members. Um, So that's what he's doing. He's doing the second part of the job during this recess. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. A look inside at a DCCC poll. Uh, some interesting numbers for Democrats as they start to look towards 2024. Yeah, that's right. The uh, Democrats, the DCCC, has on its generic ballot uh, uh, conducted in June. That's this month. Uh, Democrats down three points on the generic, according to several sources who saw the data this week. That number is within the margin of error. It's not where some Democrats uh, expected it to be given the um, the dysfunction and the uh, uh, wildness of the Republican House of Representatives. Um, but uh, uh, several sources who saw the data left it upbeat. Uh, Democrats' actions to address the economy poll well despite low public confidence in economic con- conditions overall. Now, the question is, um, uh, and this is not in the poll, but this is just the obvious question, who, do, who does the... Um, uh, who do voters blame for the bad economy? Do they blame Biden or do they blame House Republicans? I think that's kind of a choose your own adventure situation, Anna. Um, and uh, because, you know, I, I assume they most most will blame the president, but there will be some who blame House Republicans. Uh, uh, Democrats um, view or Democrats branding Republicans as extreme, such as banning access to abortion, have also pulled well among battleground voters. Um, this is a poll that we got our hands on. Interesting stuff. But as you and I say all the time in on TV or in other appearances that polling is, and AOC says this in the item, it's quoted in the item, um, polling is always wrong. <laughs> she doesn't say that exactly, but I will say that polling is not always accurate, right, Anna? Certainly not an exact science. <laughs> <to say laughs> well, it's least. supposed to be an exact science. That's kind of the deal. 
I mean, I, I did, the thing that really stuck out to me here, though, and I was a little surprised by this, is when it looks at the Democratic the Democratic lawmakers' achievements, uh, you know, about, you know, kind of what, what should they be talking about. Um, not surprising that, you know, infrastructure, you know, polls high, but I'm surprised that people know what the CHIPS Act is, even is, to be honest. Well, I don't, I'm not sure that people actually do. I think some do. I think that some people, and, and those that do will th- will say, you know, that they think it's great. But I mean, listen, I, that's, th- that's the rub. You know, Steny Hoyer said this to us in an event the other day, Anna, uh, a Punchable News event, um, that Democrats oftentimes the their problem with messaging is not so much that they don't have a good message it's that they have too many messages um and i think that's true and and actually you know we've been writing about that for years um but you know the problem I'm, they do a lot and they can't figure out what to talk about. And you look at some of their, if you look at some of their, some of their achievements last Congress is like, do we talk, you know, in the inflation reduction act, it's like, there's so many things in one piece of legislation. Like, what the hell do you talk about? So that's, that's kind of the, um, that's kind of the rub here. I do think that the thing that, that made sense to me is that Democrats are seeing popularity of capping insulin costs, um, you know, that's something that's really directly related to people. You can see that as a pocketbook issue. So going to be interesting to see, do Democrats take uh, this poll and try to use it out on the campaign trail or not? And that leads us seamlessly into number three, the Biden boom uh, or the Biden boom question mark or exclamation mark, Brendan Peterson uh, getting some interesting uh, information and some news here about the White House urging congressional Democrats to tout the Biden administration's economic achievements heading into the 4th of July recess, pointing to job gains, cooling inflation and inbound infrastructure investments. They've been circulating a deck to Hill Democrats this week ahead of the two-week recess. Uh, Going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Do Democrats buy it? And then also, what, where do voters come out on this? Yeah, listen, this is a um, this is the this deck is interesting. We got our hands on it last night. Um, it is entitled Bidenomics: Results for Hardworking Families and Stronger Shared Long Run Growth. Wow, that's a uh, mouthful. Bidenomics. <laughs> I love you. How about that? That's a. It does roll off the tongue. I mean. Uh, uh, I remember Obamanomics. <laughs> that yeah, right, exactly. Trumponomics. <laughs> um, I guess those are all interesting ways to say it. But, um, you know, listen, it makes the point that the U.S. economy's recovery is the strongest of any major economy. Um, you know, the, the the problem with something like that is, like, if people still feel like they're paying too much for eggs, like, it doesn't matter how much, you know, it doesn't really matter how much, uh, how we're doing vis-a-vis Canada and vis-a-vis uh, Italy, uh, Euroasia, and Japan. Uh, that's uh, a, a tricky thing, um, uh, but listen, it's it, it, this is a, a messaging document heading into the August or the sorry the July recess, um, and uh, uh, some people will use it, a lot of people won't, but so, it's they're trying to set the stage for what they hope will be a successful uh, uh, July recess. All right, before we let you go, really excited, Jake. Last night we kicked off the second year of our Impact platform. The Punch Up uh, with a townhouse event in partnership with Unidos US. Uh, We've launched the Punch Up to address key societal issues by bringing together people from the private, government, and nonprofit sectors to amplify and build upon the work that too often happens in silos. In the first year, we focused on racial equity and sustainability. We are 
uh, expanding that effort to talk about economic empowerment and financial access, as well as health equity into year two. A big thank you to Unidos U.S. President and CEO Janet Merguia, who also spoke about Unidos' new home initiative to increase Latino homeownership across the country. You can check out more details of who was at the event, as well as uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff with the punch-up throughout the rest of the year. So really excited to get that kicked off um, with a, a social event bringing together our community on Capitol Hill, downtown, and beyond. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it with your friends. Talk about it on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. Leave a rating and review. You can also go deeper on everything we talked about this morning in our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. You can sign up for that and get it in your inbox every morning. Have a great day and stay safe.